use him mightily so that we will deliver what the Lord wants us to hear very much. Lord and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jimmy. We thank him for the vessel that you have used, Lord, today for us to hear from you. Lord, make it full of the spirit that we are really drowned and Lord, we are soaked and we enjoy and we receive and we keep it going for us, for the Lord. In the name of Jesus, pray, pray and bless him. Amen. 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 <coughs> good morning, everyone. Good morning. And good morning, everyone on Zoom. Say hello to my um, friend Sharon as well on Zoom. Hi, Sharon. Love you. And um, yeah, Paul asked me um, a few days ago, I think it's about nine days ago, um, would I come and um, speak a word, God's word? I said, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Um, because I'm obedient to God, you know, and um, I prayed about it, and um, God put a word on my heart, and it was um, spiritual gifts of the church, the body of Christ. Because the church can't function without people, you know, using their gifts. Is that my Is that better? Yeah. So the church can't function without gifts people using their gifts for the body of Christ and that's what I'm going to speak about today and also um, I was told of um, a wise person who's been a Christian for a long time and from generations of Christians if you want to know what God's speaking to you read his word read the Bible study the word because that is God's word God speaks to us through the Bible it's Holy Scriptures. They were ordained. You know, there's no mistakes in the Bible. So that's what I'll try and do today. So, so I'm going to read from um, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. And then we'll get into some scriptures and some other kind of personal experiences with these gifts. So it says in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to read from 1 to um, 11 actually. So spiritual gifts, unity and diversity. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is to be given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, disturbing to each one individual, 
as he wills. So I needed to find out what my gifts were other than, and, and I say this in the nicest possible respect, I don't think I was saved just to sit in church every week. I really don't. And, and sing some songs. I, I think I was saved so God could use me to save him for the glory of his Father. That's why I was saved. Yeah. So the songs, uh, what we sang this morning, re really relevantly just tucked on my heartstrings and especially the one, uh, don't lean on your own understanding and God will make something beautiful out, out of you. <coughs> Excuse me. So I, before I was saved, I, I was sat in, in doorways, begging for change. I, I, was, I was homeless, I, I felt abandoned, rejected, and I never thought, right, that God would make something beautiful out of my heart, right, to minister to others. I really didn't, you know, and he did. You know, he did, I called on the name of Jesus, and I was saved, and he turned up, and he'd come looking for that one lost sheep. I, I didn't look for Jesus. I, I didn't put my hands up and say, choose Jesus. He'd come looking for me, you know, because he loves all his children. <coughs> and do you know what? He loves the unredeemed as well. <coughs> Not just people who are saved and the believers. He loves the people sitting in prison cells, mental institutions. You know, like you see people around London in cardboard boxes and, you know, people say, oh, it's a lifestyle choice and, you know, all the rest of it. And, yeah, I'll get into that in a minute. So, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians now concerning spiritual gifts, he does not want us to be ignorant. So, Paul explains to Christians that don't be ignorant to the gifts you know, what, what the Lord's give you. So when someone has saving faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit enters us and we become the new temple of God, as seen in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. The Holy Spirit manifests in us, given these gifts or talents. The gifts are proof that God is living inside of us as believers. The reason he gives us these gifts is, is found in what I've just read in 1 Corinthians between verses 4 and 7. Paul explains these are different kind of gifts, but they all originate from the Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. These gifts were given so we can help each other. In 1 Corinthians 13 states that the gifting should be used in love. So, like, if we've got all the other giftings, and I'm like, I'm not acting in love and, and kindness. They don't mean nothing. It talks about, I'm just paraphrasing it, it talks about a, a sounding gong, you know what I mean? An empty vessel. don't mean nothing if, if they're not dispensed in, in love. <coughs> and I learned in Deuteronomy that <coughs> the order God wants me to um, act out my faith and walk like Jesus is in the home first with my wife. That's where it starts. And then it starts with God and others. Sorry, it starts with God, my wife, and then others. In the family home, that's, that's where it needs, needs to begin as well. <coughs> so, okay, so the gifts are worthless if they're not getting saved in love. 
So please know you don't get to choose your gifts. These are given to you of God to use for the body of Christ, what I've spoke about. Thank you, my love. <clears throat> My wife's just a gift book, just keeps giving. She really is. Honestly, I, I don't deserve it. I'm so overpaid. Someone said to me, oh, how did you marry Sarah? I said, I asked her. Sorry. Thanks, Sarah. So it's our job to identify them by praying and asking what gift we have. So when I was like hopeless drug addict, homeless, um, petty thief, in and out of prison, felt worthless, felt abandoned, felt rejected. I had that now, what I'm known to be like, that gift of desperation. That was a gift. Do you know what I mean? That was a gift for me to, well, Jesus just flipped it on its head. And I'm like, well, why me? Why, why do I get asked to, to do st stuff for God's ministry? Because I've been through it and God wants to use me. And I feel like in our churches, God has given us gifts to use. You know, and, and maybe ask yourself, what, what is my gift? Do you know, what is my gift? What does God want me to do? You know, we've sang about them today. Mary's had um, kind of stuff about what God's saying to her. And something snapped in me as well. Something snapped in me, and I believe I've always lived with like a Jesus-shaped hole, a vacuum in my life before the Lord come. You know, so I'm gonna talk about what the gifts are. So it talks about the gifts of prophecy, and that is to speak forth the heart and mind of God. In Romans 12, 6, it tells us that. You know, to encourage, comfort, and challenge and strengthen people as well. You know, so there's people in, in the church who are really good at encouraging other people and edifying them and, and building them up. And yeah, we are accountable and, and, you know, Scripture says we do rebuke our brothers and sisters, but we have to do it in a way what's um, kind and loving and come in a spirit of healing. You know, and there's some, like, questions around that we need to ask ourselves as believers because I was rebuked off... Um, a brother in believers in recovery for for sin I was committing in my life, and I asked him, "Is he free of sin in his life?" And he wasn't. But the way I was rebuked in was a a way where it was very unkind and very unloving, and and it wasn't coming in a spirit of healing. It it was critical, you know. And I didn't want to get into a debate. You you need to take the log out your own eye before you ask me to take me speck of sawdust out my eye. You know, so I had to go to God with certain stuff because it's deep-rooted. I had to really repent and, and ask God to help me and to heal me, you know, and God's still doing that in me. So, there's the gift of miracles as well. You know, I still believe in miracles. I still believe, believe Jesus heals according to his will for the person. You know, so it's like, you know, I pray for my friends if they're sick. It says in the church, get the elders to pray for you if you're sick. So if there's anyone sick in church today, ask the elders to pray for you. That's what the scriptures say. Come and get the elders to pray for you. Do you know what I mean? 
showed us the gift of evangelism. So in Ephesians 4.11, it says, you know, it's the ability to proclaim the good news of salvation as believers. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Have a drink. So we should all be doing this as believers, proclaiming the good news, because it, it, it says over there our, our mission statement and the Great Commission. You know, we, we should be trying to preach the gospel, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, is talking about Jesus and how Jesus saved us from, um, from the wrath of God and why Jesus is coming back as well. So I have a look around in my life and I think, well, who am I going to share the gospel with? Family. Neighbours, people in the community, people in the streets, you know, and you know the hardest thing sharing the gospel, Mary, you spoke about it, the spiritual battle and the spiritual warfare and it becoming opposed to people. You know, I shared a little snippet of the gospel with someone I work with, right, a little snippet. She was so opposed to it, this lady, right, and she gave me such a hard time and work the next week. A real hard time. It was like I was talking to the devil, you know. And little did she know God was interceding for me, though, because God protects us, you know. Okay, so we need to have a heart for Jesus, and and how He's used me, the Lord has used me. He, he's used me to bring all the desperation and carnage and and the life I was living to minister to His children who've also been in addiction. You know, so I've I've got like a gifting for the lost, the lonely, the broken, the people in addiction, people who are homeless, people who suffer mental health, people in prisons and stuff like that. And God's used me to an extent where, you know, I get phone calls about people in Scarborough. Do, do you know what I mean? My, my, my phone went the other night. Oh, we've got a chat coming there from Rehab, from Scarborough, who lives in um, Elam Broadway, can, can you help them? I feel like saying, go and find someone else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Am I the only one? And I'm not. I'm not. And then God blessed me with, like, I was in, um, in detox in 2001, and I met a lad called um, Gavin, Gavin Parry, I'll say his name. So I thought nothing of it, so eight years went by. I was in Bristol, I was at a Believers in Recovery conference and, <coughs> and Gavin was there. I said, hello, how are you doing and all that. Talk nothing of it. And um, come back to London, etc. So a few years later, I went to another conference and seen him. And then my heart started getting tugged. Because I go to a secular 12-step fellowship, but my heart started getting tugged. Do you mean you need to start a Believers in Recovery meeting in Perryville. And um, the people I asked to help me, they said, yeah, we'll help Jimmy. So we come, we had a, a meeting in here, and you know the Bible talks about God separates the wheat from the chaff. They're not our meeting no more. But on a Monday night, who are our meeting? And God's children, right, who are coming from different areas to be ministered to. We've got some people in here. And, and we try and preach the gospel. You know, we try and preach the gospel and we've got men and women who are doing that. People have turned up who are not normally equipped like myself and God's just equipping people. 
you know, and, and that ministry, believers in recovery, was what Gavin started, and I met back up with him, you know, and I didn't know I would meet back up with this person, you know what I mean, and it's like we try and serve people who come, it's not just for people in addiction, it's for their families as well, you know, and we, we, we're in the Gospel of Luke, so that's what God's trying to do with the gifts for me from him but we give glory to God for the gift and for the outcome not for what I'm not doing nothing it's just what's being put in me and my wife and Siobhan's here and Anna and then you've got other people you know should we try and give them gifts to other people you know and, and try and do a clear presentation of the gospel you know if we can and, and we're not that equipped but we walk in faith you know, I stand up here in faith, Paul asks me to do something, I say yes. No, I can't do it, I say yes, because when I get up here, the Holy Spirit's going to work in me anyway. And, and, you know, being born again is like, so example, if I commit sin, sorry, committing, committing sin, being born again, it does not taste nice, because I'm convicted right away of the Holy Spirit, to show sign. You know, and then I have to repent. I never knew what repentance meant until I come to church. What's repentance? Sanctification. I learned all that in church and by reading the Bible. And then Mary spoke about the gifts of tongues. So talks, this is like the ability to speak another language, but you need someone to interpret it. So when someone's in church speaking, so I, I tried it, I can't speak in tongues, I speak gobbledygooky, you know what I mean, no one would interpret what I was speaking, but I tried, I haven't got the gifts of tongues, you know, but some people can, you know, God bless Randolph, we used to hear Randolph speaking in, in tongues and people interpreting it. Yeah. So you've got the gift of healing, the ability to heal physical ailments to the body. This could be also the healing of the soul, the mind and the emotions. You know, some people have gifts of healing through the Holy Spirit. You know, we used to have healing rooms here and people had gifts to heal people. You know, and I, um, I found out I had hepatitis C. And I prayed over myself and they said, no, you've got hepatitis, you need treatment. We'll do another test. Prayed over myself, and Mary was saying about you've got to believe. And I was in my flat, and I said to my wife, I haven't got hepatitis. It's gone. I feel like God's just removed it from me. And when I went to my um, results in healing hospital, she looked baffled. This doctor, she had my file out, and it's like she's going to tell me some bad news. She said, Oh, there's no hepatitis in your body, Mr. Kevin. It's gone. It's a uh, medical. A miracle. I said, I said, it's not. I said, Jesus, it's a miracle from Jesus, love. It's not a medical miracle. I, I, said, I, I said, I knew what you was going to say before you said it. And it was like God had shifted it in me. I knew before, and this is God's honest truth. And then I got what was called, I'm not saying don't go doctors. Go doctors, obviously, you know, we go doctors when we're sick and we get medication and we get treated. I got diagnosed with um, COPD. I never even heard that word. <laughs> I said, what, what's COPD? Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Breathing problems, scar tissue. 
So, any, anyway, they said, you're going to have to go on medication. So they tested me, and they'd done this um, lung capacity breathing test, and she said, you've got 86% breathing capacity. I don't understand that. So they give me inhalers, and I, I didn't need them. Honestly, my lungs were so scarred. And like they said, if you need an oxygen tank, give us a call. <laughs> Seriously. And the same when I, when I had hepatitis, the GP said, if you go yellow, call an ambulance. <laughs> I ain't going yellow, mate. And I ain't needing an oxygen tank. You know, and honestly, it, it's like God's, God's light restored my health. I, I should not be standing here today. God's properly restored my health. He's restored, like, my life, you know. He gave me a wife, do you know what I mean? He gave me a home. I got delivered from fear, anxiety, worry, you know. And then there's the gift of pastoring. You know, there's many Christians I've met and they've got proper pastors' hearts. You know, and I've said to people, you've got a proper pastor's heart, you, you should really pray into it and lean into it, you know, and it's like, oh no, it's not for me, and, you know. So this is um, the ability to care, guide and prepare for God's flock. This person must have the right heart for this. Also, the person needs to have the ability to teach and be concerned with lifting up the church. Exactly what Paul does, Florence and, and the family and other people who serve. Every pastor must be a teacher, but not every teacher pastors. And that is the truth. Okay, what one did we do? Just want to get mixed up. Okay, so that is the. That was five. Sorry, got it. Because I usually get mixed up with my notes and go on to something and then I get confused. You know what I mean? And the devil will whisper in my ear, you should be up there, Jimmy. Right, so the gift of leading, so it tells us in Romans 12:8, the gift of inspiring others to follow the leader willingly for the glory of God. So I, I got appointed as a leader in Believers in Recovery. They just appointed me as a leader. What? <laughs> so you have to like do rotors, you, you have to kind of make decisions on a committee who will teach, who, who will um, speak, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's quite heavy really because as a leader and Paul being a pastor and people of the church comes more responsibility. You know, it, this ain't not like um, speaking at a 12-step AA meeting or something. This is like teaching on the Word of God. Do you know what I mean? This is really serious, the Word of God. You know, and it's like salvation and stuff. You know, it's, it asks us to work out our salvation in fear and trembling and give reverence to God. You know, give reverence to God. Because God can do what He wants, how He wants, when He wants. And sometimes, you know, like the world's falling, isn't it? Day by day, it's just falling and falling and falling. And some, maybe the end times are getting played out a bit more now with Israel, you know, and Gaza. It's all very sad. Okay, so we've got um, the gift of service, Romans 12, 7. And every gift of service is as important as the other gift. Because it knits the body of Christ together and the church functions. 
No. So people who do administration, people who do refreshments, people who serve the bread and the juice, people who greet. It wouldn't work with one without the other. If someone missing the body of Christ doesn't work. You know, and this church has changed over the years and I like to think it's changed for the better, for the glory of God. You know, because, uh, you know, it asks us to test the word. You know, it asks us to look at the world, the word, and to test it, see what's true and to see what's not true. You know, and it's all right to do that, to look at the Bible and to test it. You know, because when, when I got saved, I, I, honest to God, I, I was listening to stuff I shouldn't have been listening to. And I'm not going to name who I was listening to because I don't want to upset anyone. Someone might be listening to that CT, you know. So I'm not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, the gift of service. So it's to meet the needs of the church and the community in a kind and loving way. To walk in the image of Jesus. It involves having a heart to meet the pact need to the people yeah and um, my wife I've got to mention Sarah sorry Sarah yeah are you giving me five minutes yeah I'm gonna land now yeah so my wife <laughs> is um, she she is brilliant with people who have got illnesses and sometimes terminal illnesses and people who uh, have not got long left you know, like an auntie who brought her up, she ministered to her auntie. She went and lived with her auntie for the last month of her life and sat in a bedroom. She said, no, I want Sarah to come and sit with me. And my wife was able to minister to the word of Jesus to her. You know, I don't know what went on in that room, but something beautiful went on in that room. And the same with Sarah's ex-husband in Nordic Park. He was dying on his deathbed. Because the Bible says, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. And Mark called on the name of Jesus an hour before he died. With his, his throat was bleeding as well. And he couldn't talk really, but he was able to say, tell me about Jesus. You know, he called on the name of Jesus. And you know, God knew he didn't have the ability to repent of his sins. And he went to heaven. You know, his soul went to heaven. Okay, so I'm going to rattle through these now. Through the gift of faith. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 is different from saving faith. This gift is supernatural. The person with this gift will be willing to take incredible steps of faith and ensure the deeds of God are done with trust. Okay, this person will also believe the impossible is possible. Scripture states all things are possible through him who strengthens us. I cannot do nothing. We cannot do nothing on our own strength. And the gift of discerning spirits, 1 Corinthians 12.10. The ability to sense demonic presences or if a teaching is of God or not of God. No, and 12, the gift of showing mercy, Romans 12, 8, is different from having mercy. People have this gift, who have this gift, sorry, have an extreme expression of mercy. They feel moved to have comfort and compassion, love and support for someone else and put their own needs aside. That's a very special gift to do. You know, it's a very special gift. You know, and I would ask myself, what is my gift then? There's many gifts. 
God gives us to use. I heard Tom, I think it was you know, the week before last, and Paul was preaching on the way, the truth and the light, and Tom was preaching on healing, and that was on my heart that morning, and she preached on it. No, and Paul was preaching on there, the way, the truth, and the life. So, okay. So the gift of mercy is also shown with cheerfulness and done with gladness. I'm coming to the end now. So the gift of exploration, the ability to have the right words to say to someone who is hurting, to say the right words and to minister to them. These people can encourage, console, comfort in times of distress. The word exhort means to come alongside to help. So just to come alongside someone gently and to help. You know, when I decide to like share the gospel with my family, it's like, oh, we, we had Holy Communion when we were growing up, Jimmy. We, we went to church, we had Holy Communion. It wasn't washed of our sins, you know, and it's hard sometimes. My my sister Margaret is now starting on Christian church. I'm so praise God for that. My brother Martin is just thinking we're at Alpha Course, you know. And I may, remember your teaching Paul ages ago, and and the prayer was um, praying for good health and the kingdom of God over our families and our, our relatives. So the gift of giving, Romans 12, 8, that could be food, money, clothes, time, sacrificing them things. The one who has this gift shares eagerly and freely. And then the gift of administration is 1 Corinthians 12, 28, is the ability to steer and guide with great powers of organisation and vision. This person has the ability to lead also. And there's also other gifts you know, gifts of wisdom and knowledge, you know, and, and I hope God may lead you to know which ones you have to bless the people around you and the community. In Jesus' name, amen. Jimmy, can you bear with us uh, just for one minute? Can you come to the mic, please? Uh, we are not doing this, we might find